0: And hold on, recruits! More ships launch! the fourth mother box on saturday september the 18th and i am your co-host tom okra joined always by kyle cosentino my other co-host and kyle before i turn it over to you after i introduce to you did you know today is batman day happy batman i,
1: I was just gonna say did you know that today is batman day are you wearing your batman shirt in honor because i am
0: um to be i i would i would be lying i i I was not i was wearing my last jedi's canon shirt today because we went to hollywood studios but um i'm always i've always got something batman on me since i have uh the joker harley quinn tattooed on my left arm and i have a bat symbol on the back of my on the top of my back lower back part of my neck so that counts
1: So so you're wearing a shirt of lies then
0: uh sure we can we can um if if that's what you think and um la- man last night Jedi Talk was on fire and it's going to be released on Monday we talked a lot about you again um because we hate you so much um but we 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 were pumping up um a fourth motherbox Jedi Talk fusion show uh when you come out to Florida um which you'll be doing in the middle of October so we are rare and set and ready to go that Friday night we're going to record one big fancy jedi talk and fourth mother box podcast and it'll be released on both of our channels so same time that mother fourth mother box releases a jedi talk i'll do it as well so that should be fun times
1: yeah that'll be cool that'll be awesome and also i plan on being your worst nightmare so be prepared from all the shit you guys have been saying on jedi talk or golden girls podcast or whatever the fuck your podcast is called
0: you know, um, Evan has finally started listening to Fourth Mother Box, and he, he thinks your basic bitch comments about haunting of Hill House or whatever that is is wrong as well.
1: Oh God! Anybody who watches horror movies, who is into who's into like you know classic horror movies and new horror, any I mean, if you're a fan of horror, you would look at that that TV show and just realize that it it was. It was basic as fuck. It's pretty much on par with pretty much everything else Netflix does. Netflix has a few good shows I mean, a few ones that, like, were really, really good. Talking, like, Stranger Things, The Witcher, and uh, what's the one? Um, what's the one? Oh, my God, what the fuck is that name?
0: American Horror Story?
1: No, that's not a Netflix
0: original. What's the one with oh. Jason Bacon? I I have no idea.
1: Okay, so for those people out there they, who watch this show that I can't think of at the moment, the one with Jason Bateman, they know what it is. But yeah, so this is a basic bitch horror TV show. I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, I wasn't going to say it's bad. It just was like, it didn't reinvent the wheel at all. I don't know why people raved about it. It wasn't scary at all. It just, it was like a decent storyline. And yeah, you know, that was kind of interesting. You know, they used the, the five stages of grief. Whoop-de-doo. But <laughs> other than that, it it really didn't do much. I mean, for people who are saying that this was revolutionary, they they obviously haven't seen many horror movies because this wasn't anything special.
0: But Kyle is just doubling down on his uh, thoughts about The Haunting of Hill House and taking direct shots of My Jedi Talk cohorts in Brad Hughes and Evan Boucher. Um, shots will be fired and they will be answered on the October 15th episode. Oh boy. Man.
1: Just oh. terrible. I was so disappointed in that show. I mean, they, they well, they don't agree with my comments. They have to at least agree with the second season of this show was absolutely deplorable. Like, what the <laughs> fuck happened? I mean, they had a good starting uh, you know, this first season. Again, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm saying, you know. A, you know, they could have really launched into like a really good series and like improved upon what they missed out on in the first season. But then they just took it in a really stupid direction. It wasn't even focused on like anything horror or scary. It was a dumb ass story. Oh, my God. Biggest disappointment of all time.
0: All right. That's that's one opinion. That's one opinion. And I have no skin in the race because I'm I'm not into the haunting stuff like that. But um, I can't wait to hear you guys do get out over that. And I will definitely have the popcorn ready. But we here at the 4th Mother Box. And please follow us on Instagram at 4th Mother Box and our Facebook group, the 4th Mother Box podcast group on Facebook. Find us out there. We're the only one with the name. We've got some news and then we're going to talk Titans and What If today. Um, but let's jump right in to some Disney news that has looped into some Star Wars, because it's a Star Wars attraction that we're going to talk about specifically. And Kyle and I both have skin in this game. One, specifically, I did it this morning. And two, uh, when Kyle comes out to Florida, which he's doing mid-October, we are hitting up Hollywood Studios, and we will be rope-dropping Rise of the Resistance. Yes, I said we will be rope-dropping Rise of the Resistance. So this is shocking, as breaking news came across the week that the— very popular and kyle you would say up there with the greatest of all time rides right
1: absolutely 100 percent, without a doubt that is just the most amazing absolute achievement that disney has created to date as far as theme park rides go i mean there's really nothing that you can compare to it
0: when it's st- when it start to finish without any issues the thing is gorgeous and thankfully by by the will of the force it was like that this morning for my wife and I thank God uh, I didn't have to walk through the pre-show but I digress so Kyle and I will be rope dropping it in October because as of this week starting I believe the end of next week maybe September 23rd that that date is sticking out to me rise of the resistance is ditching boarding groups so no more waking up uh, at the crack of dawn for some people at 7 a.m. to get a boarding group or hope to get a boarding group and then trying again at 1 p.m. if you didn't do it at 7 a.m. So Rise of the Resistance is to, are is ditching the boarding groups um, in favor of a standby queue. So lots of things. We talked a lot about this on Jedi Talk last night and we won't get too, too deep into it because we have more news to get into. But Kyle, I think this is in preparation for for the genie plus and what's to come and you know eventually you know they're going to put you in a standby line but they're also going to tempt you with having to pay that additional i don't know 50 to 75 dollars just to get in the front of the line because this is a premier ride
1: so you know what i was i was talking with somebody about this recently who's really into disney and you know i'm not sure i'm feeling this whole like genie fast pass Bullshit where they're making you pay extra money for it. I think Disney's fast pass system was perfect before. Now they're just making us pay more money. I, I think it's fucking bullshit.
0: I agree. I completely agree 110% with the money aspect. And I've always said that they're they're out for it. And the, the business is, is scraping like they're poor right now. And they're not. I, I know they're not. We know they're not. Okay. <laughs> they're but, not
1: when is it supposed to debut.
0: Uh, by by the fiftieth, by October first, so thirteen days, less than two weeks. Oh, son the
1: fifth.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be around when you're here, a hundred percent, man.
1: So, um, what are we gonna do about that?
0: We we can absolutely no. Um, we're we're going to rope drop Rise of the Resistance, so we won't have to pay whatever that price is going to be. Don't don't worry. We're gonna we're we're gonna get on Rise without having to pay anything. Don't you worry about that. We will just have to make a decision if we want to pay the. Ten or fifteen dollars. I think it's fifteen dollars each to um, select fast passes for all the other rides that aren't Rise of the Resistance and like maybe uh, Slinky Dog Dash, whatever like they considered a premier ride to be.
1: So so break this down for me again. You get you buy the the initial Genie pass and then then how much is that and then what do you have to do? Like what's break that down for me real quick.
0: So, so the genie pass is if it's the same thing as Disneyland's Max Pass, which I've been on record as saying was superior to Walt Disney World's Fast Pass. And yes, you had to pay ten to fifteen dollars for it. Actually, it was like twenty bucks per person per day, but it was unlimited picks in your Fast Passes. So anyway, so if it's anything like that, which they said is an evolution of it, you're you you pay the fifteen dollars and you get to pick Fast Pass times on attractions that aren't like premier attractions. So like Rise of the Resistance is going to be a a premier, a lightning lane attraction, which you can pay a lightning lane price to get to the front because it's like an e-ticket attraction. It's it's the most popular one in the park. Um, They're going to do that with like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in Magic Kingdom and um, uh, probably Flight of Passage at Animal Kingdom, You, you know, rides like that. But that doesn't mean you still can't stand in line and stand by with them. You absolutely can. So, like, we're going to rope drop Rise of the Resistance on a Hollywood Studios day. Um, and then if we do the Genie Plus, which I would suggest we do if it's like Disneyland's Max Pass, we'll get to select Fast Pass times, um, or Lightning Lane times, rather, sorry, uh, to, you know, to choose, you know, based on what's what's available for, like, Millennium Falcon, um, Tower of Terror, you know, Aerosmith, stuff like that.
1: Do they did they release the the price structure for that yet?
0: Not the premiere, um, but the the just the OG like G- uh, Genie Plus for like the regulars uh, is fifteen dollars for Disney World.
1: That's that's not too bad. I mean, I for some reason I thought you said fifty dollars. I was like, that's fucking bullshit. Oh, I mean,
0: that's 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 what the premiere like that's what Rise of Resistance might cost you to get to the front of the line. But the like everything else is fifteen bucks,
1: so the genie pass by itself won't get you like in a fast pass lane on rise of the resistance. Is that what you're saying?
0: Correct. That's why we're gonna rope drop it.
1: What if you get what if you get like the premier fifty dollars one? Does it include all the rides?
0: No, like it just includes the the attraction that you purchase it for, unless they come out with like a combo one. I don't know. i it's 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 not out yet. we We have no idea
1: that's bullshit. I I don't like that at all. I mean, I do not like that. But, you know what? I mean, maybe I'll I'll feel differently when I'm there. I, I think the $15 isn't a big deal. I mean, if you know, if you think that's a big deal and you're going to Disney World then you might as you're well right. not go to Disney World cuz yeah. you can't like take a shit without paying 20 bucks for it. So let's face it. <laughs> you want a run to
0: rapid blue milk so bad, you're going to be at $35 before you know it.
1: But, you know, it's like, I think about just me going, that's, that's expensive. But, like, what if you have, like, a family of, like, 40 kids? I mean, there's no fucking way that you're going to pay that, especially when, you know, people are really going to Galaxy's Edge and they really want to go on Rise of the Resistance. Like, that's, I, I just feel like I had this situation with Six Flags back in the day, and this is why I won't go back there, because you pay, like, $30 for the ticket, and then, like... Over a hundred dollars for the Fast Pass, and then if you oh, don't yeah. pay for the Fast Pass, you basically ride three rides and you wait three to four hours in the line. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. It's terrible.
0: You're also liable, liable. You're also liable to get shot at Six Flags. So it's a good thing we don't go back there anymore.
1: You know, Six Flags was such a nice place when we, we were growing up, and now it's like a fucking uh, porter potty of. It's like the porter potty of theme parks. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was a nice place. It's a shame, but Disney and Universal have completely turned me to what theme parks can be, and I appreciate that. Um, dude, we got to talk about Universal for you, too, man. I, I really got to get you on that Velocicoaster, and I promise you, you will not regret it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's 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 going to happen. Absolutely. And, and Hagrid's motorbike ride, just yes. so you can uh, motorboat Hagrid's tits again.
0: We, we will be motorboating Hagrid hardcore on that ride yes yes we absolutely will and you're riding sidecar bitch
1: did did they uh did they like threaten to kick you out because you kept motorboating haggard so much
0: no i just kept slipping the guy 20 bucks like every 10 minutes so oh
1: wow wow yeah well i guess i mean you know that's uh that works right you grease somebody's wheels
0: it does oh wow. Grease the wheels, but um, hopefully Rise of Resistance wheels will continue to be greased. And and if you guys, I'm I'm telling you, Disney, if you're going to a standby line with Rise of the Resistance, and I told Courtney this today when we were in queue for Rise, uh, because you always get that anxiety when you're in the queue for Rise until the ride is over, if it might actually complete from start to finish because of what everything you hear. So I'm telling you, please, I'm begging you on my, you know, you know sitting in my podcast chair, I'm not getting down on my knees to beg here. Please make sure that this ride is like firing at all, you know, capacities and and doing everything you can to make sure this is running, you know, from pre-show start of pre-show to finish of the actual ride. We don't want to walk backstage and then walk into the carrier somehow to break story on the the greatest storytelling ride that you currently have in at least Hollywood studios and amongst your theme park, which you're celebrating the 50th for. Um, Give us. Some lightsabers, too, on the 50th, please, for the love of God. Some new ones. New ones.
1: Let me say one more thing about those Fast Passes. Yeah. I was just thinking about, like, looking at Universal and Halloween Horror Nights. And you know, unbelievably, like, if you get a ticket for, I think it was, like, $99 or something like that, depending on the day. Yeah. The ticket for Fast Passes for Halloween Horror Nights was $160. And that's to get in all the haunted houses like fast in, in a fast way. Now, if I went there two years ago, a couple of years ago, you don't get this fast pass. so You're gonna be waiting in a fucking forever. Oh in man! of hell. So, I, you know, looking thinking back to the genie pass and like you know that payment structure, I don't like it. But at least it ain't fucking Universal's bullshit.
0: Right. Right. I I, I think Universal's like Express Pass. While it works efficiently if you get it, and, and I've gotten it a few times when I used to be a tourist to Orlando. Um, it's efficient, but boy, is it expensive as shit!
1: Uh, it we is did, expensive. We did that on your uh, your wedding bachelor party. We yeah. we hit we finished all of Universal like by noon. I think it was. It we was did. crazy.
0: It worked. It worked incredibly well. And that's that was my intention of it. And I'm glad everybody was able to do it. Um, because I, I didn't want us, you know, sitting around all day, you know, footing around, especially with the wedding being the next day, um, waiting in line like like noobs. So yeah. It worked well. Do you think, but,
1: do you think anybody's ever fast past Fast and Furious?
0: Um probably only one person and his name is Michael Anthony Norat, and that's a shame. Wow.
1: That's uh, that is, is a shame
0: really is a shame. Uh, but you know what's not a shame? Holy shit. And I I never thought this movie would get a sequel. But Joker 2 is scheduled for production. And this this rumor is all over the place. And, and what I mean that in a good way, is I'm seeing it with, on credible sources now, too. And Todd Phillips is back at the helm, uh, writing the script and directing, I believe I saw. So what in God's name? And I know we've speculated about this before, but what in God's name could Joker 2 be? Possibly be about, you know. We've seen Arthur Flex turn to the Joker. Is he going to build an army now? Is Gotham going to come even worse than what it is? Are we going to see more young Bruce Wayne? I, I don't
1: think, know. I, will go ahead. Finish your thought. I was just going to say I don't
0: know if I want to see more young Bruce Wayne really, and I'd like to keep the focus on Arthur's Joker. Um, boy, I'd love if the flesh connected this universe somehow, but, ah, I digress. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say in, I, when this movie came out, it, you know, we talked a lot about how this impacted us both. And this was one of those movies that you really think about that really stops. It makes you stop and really reflect on it. And that's, I've talked to a lot of people who felt the same way. And I and can only think of a few movies that really did that for me, especially like Avengers Endgame, because you can't really, like, not have that impact, you, especially because that that's was that been going on for at that time for, like, 10 or 11 years. But when I think about, uh, you know, the Joker sequel, and I think it could be a trilogy, and I really think they're going to play up the whole cult following behind the Joker because if, if that movie is anything it is a there's like an underlying tone and message about people who are forgotten or or lost or you know even the stigma of mental illness there's so many underlying themes that people can connect to there and i feel like the joker's really gonna play on those things and people as you saw at the end people were rising up in the streets and causing chaos and mayhem as he was released um and, and I feel like that it's going to play into that more. You're going to see more of people, uh, you know, following and, and just kind of like idolizing the Joker. And, and I think this is really what's going to, uh, you know, be go into the next two films. I would wonder, I'm, and I'm not saying that there will be a third film, but I just feel like if they're going to make a second one, they're probably going to make a third one, but I could definitely see the second one being about, you know, the cult following and, people like idolizing the Joker, like I was saying, and maybe the third one will be about, you know, Bruce Wayne coming into the picture again, like you were saying, I don't, I don't know if I want to have Batman be a part of this because I feel like it could stand on its own. It really can. Maybe in the final like movie, you'll see Batman come into play, but I feel like it'll take the spotlight too much off of the Joker. I mean, that's the way I would do it. I feel like, again, um, it's going to be really hard to top that first film, but you never know. I mean, Batman Begins was, a, was one of those films that really set the bar, really made a serious, gritty, dark and gritty superhero for the fir- a superhero film for the first time. We never saw anything like that, and that came out when we were 18, and then soon after, you saw a lot of movie, superhero movies copy this formula. And, uh, you know, after that, we got the Dark Knight and then obviously Dark Knight Rises. So. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you never know, but I would be looking forward to it. I think I give Joaquin Phoenix a lot of credit because he was really thin in the first film. Yeah. I can only imagine what that must have been like to get like that, you know.
0: Just like I think he, all I heard him like he was ingesting on a daily basis for just an apple every now and again and just smoking cigarettes just to look
1: like that Uh, that's crazy it's like christian bale if you've ever seen him in the machinist it was the movie that he did right before he did batman begins they said like within 18 months he gained all this muscle back but he was so frail and like a skeleton in in the first uh, in the machinist and then he you know obviously just did all this training to be batman it's crazy but um yeah i just know like because i have a love affair with food and that <laughs> you know i feel like most people would probably really struggle with and i remember joaquin phoenix saying in an interview he thought the joker should be fat and or fatter or kind of more shapely and that obviously would have been a lot easier because that's like the easy. it's the easiest thing to do in the world is to get fat right
0: yep so you say, got that right
1: Especially if you're
0: at Epcot. That's right. Speaking of food, I snagged us. I don't know if you saw it on your My Disney Experience. I snagged us a T-Rex, as uh, tradition would would call for it, the day you arrive.
1: Oh yeah, that that's that's absolutely got to happen. Like that yep. never is going to change. So. Nope. That's good.
0: And for and and for those of you wondering, it's it's just a thing that we do. It's it's T-Rex has to be the first restaurant that we go to in Disney Springs. I mean, who doesn't like eating dinner with dinosaurs? I mean, come on. What are you, twelve? Like, who doesn't like that?
1: Yeah, you know what? This is like the Rainforest Cafe, but, like, done so much better. Yeah, And, yeah, I mean, you could be five years old or 55 years old. You're going to love that restaurant. Okay, so go there and enjoy it.
0: Hell, yeah. And you know what? I'll give kudos to Warner Brothers here for greenlighting a sequel to Joker. I mean, the fucking movie made a billion dollars. So, I mean, it was pretty simple for them, but still, to— I guess I'll call it a little bit of a ballsy move because Joker in the first place was a ballsy movie and, you know, low budget ballsy movie that really told a story that touched a lot of people. Um, So Joker 2 is going to come out. They got the balls to do that again. Um, It'll probably be just as just as successful, if not better, just like you were saying, Kyle, like it's got it's got the potential to have the Dark Knight, you know, trilogy energy if it really sees it through. So Warner Brothers is, is you know, that's good out of them right now. You know, I, I suppose, and uh, to continue on with that news, Warner Brothers reportedly secured a sequel deal to The Flash already. You know, The Flash isn't even out. We haven't seen anything of The Flash. We still haven't seen Michael Keaton in the bad suit. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll get that on DC Fandom, which Kyle will be out here for. <laughs> and we did not plan this, people, that Kyle and I will be in person when DC Fandom is going on. That's actually pretty wild. But anyway, Get
1: the um, Magic Kingdom that day, right?
0: We will be in the Magic Kingdom, so we'll be updating, uh, being updated by news as much as we can while we're uh, probably on Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain and all that good shit.
1: I can't wait.
0: Yeah, hell yeah! So, uh, but anyway, they reportedly struck a deal with the, uh, to see, give the Flash a sequel already. So you know obviously we know we're getting flashpoint out of this movie um so how could they build on that there could be several things you know we can get more of the of the reverse flash we can maybe get gorilla Gro- gorilla god uh um, Grod, yeah yeah what i said i i know i was saying it right the first time uh, gorilla grod uh there's lots of ways we can go but i i before i even start speculating on a sequel which i'm happy to hear that's more dc movies more justice league members uh, I want to see the first one. I mean, for fuck's sake, DC fandom, give us Keaton in the in the bad suit. That's all I'm asking for. That's it. Do you,
1: do you think we'll get a trailer for The Flash?
0: Not yet. No, I don't.
1: Do you think we'll, we'll get one for Black Adam, though? I can see that. Because that's they wrap production, and I feel like, I mean, come on.
0: We should get, get a Black Adam trailer. Year,
1: so yeah. we haven't seen anything. Other than, you know, the, what The Rock has teased on his Facebook and Instagram and stuff like
0: that. I feel like The Rock has been cast in this Black Adam role for the longest amount of time. Like, it's about time we see some sort of footage. Even if it's like a 30-second teaser of him in the suit. Let's just get it going. Let's get it going. DC fandom should be lit. There's lots lots of things, like we talked about a few podcasts ago, that we're looking forward to. Lots of things coming for DC some good stuff, um, but we know Discovery Plus and, our Discovery and Warner Brothers merged. Um, they said their Discovery uh, Plus and HBO Max strategy, hold on here now, they said that their strategy for HBO Max and Discovery Plus will be aligned around what the customer wants. So we know that the customers of HBO Max pushed very, 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 very hard, raised a lot of money for suicide prevention, and got the Snyder Cut of the Justice League, the real cut of the Justice League, released, and we got it on HBO Max exclusively. Finally, it happened, and now you can own it. I can own the damn thing, okay? Um, holy shit! You know, Discovery. You know, are, 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 this the CFO. Are you gonna listen to the Snyderverse fans? You know, are you gonna listen to us? Is it time to restore the Snyderverse? Like, put restore the Snyderverse on HBO Max. Give us the Bat Flack, the 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 Ben Affleck you know Arkham TV show that we've raved and heard rumors about you know give us Man of Steel 2 put it all on HBO Max I don't care I I will pay, I'm telling you I will pay just like Disney Plus I will pay $30 for the Snyderverse every single movie that you want to put you put on HBO Max I'll fucking pay $30 for it I don't care I will do it that's how bad I want it I'll do it, it
1: I think it's going to happen I I really believe that it will happen I mean y- you know all the DVDs and Blu-rays of Zack Snyder's Justice League were apparently like sold out and like there, people are buying it up in droves I mean that's I mean that's not nothing you know people really love this and it makes money and what do what do movie making companies need more than anything right now is money so they they got to get this going so I I think it's going to happen I hope we see My my favorite thing would obviously be an Arkham an Arkham uh, based series of Batman having Ben Affleck return uh, for that would be really really something. Um, I hope we get to see something like that because I think that would be really cool.
0: Yes, uh, please for the love of God! Uh, But it sounds like they're pushing for a Penguin show too. Uh,
1: You asked
0: a little bit with Colin Farrell. Yeah, yeah. What do you know about this? Do you know anything?
1: i do know a little bit i know that when colin farrell was on a talk show he was talking about his penguin in in the batman and he was he was just raving about the makeup artist who i don't know i don't remember what the name was but he was just raving about it and rightfully so because he's unrecognizable this is easily some of the best makeup i've ever seen on on uh you know in any acting movie really i mean I remember when I watched the trailer for the first time, you saw the penguin in there and you didn't know that that was Colin Farrell. Like you you could look at it and it's like, that's not Colin Farrell. It looks so good. It is scary how good it looks. But what he said was um, that he's only in the film for like five minutes, which is a shame, but I feel like I could see him maybe being, you know, playing a small role in whatever's happening. Maybe he has a cameo. And that plays into his TV show. I think that's exactly what they're gonna do with it, and I think it's I think it's really brilliant. And you know, I think it's really cool that you can take a a character that we really never was really never never the center center point. I don't even know if they have Penguin comics other than the one Daniel DeVito is doing.
0: Hold up, hold up. In this in this, I'm not I'm not in particularly defending it like the Gotham fans are, but Gotham fans are pissed. Um, In in particular, because some of them feel like Gotham was centered around uh, Penguin uh, for quite a bit. And I know you've seen more of Gotham than I have. So what do you think about that?
1: You know, Robin Lord Taylor's Penguin wasn't bad. I feel like he wasn't any, like any iteration that we've seen. He kind of did his own thing with it, but it's not, I wouldn't, you could have said he was like, Given him a different name, and that would have been fine. Like he, there was nothing really penguiny about about his character. Um, they did have what's his name reprise his role as his father, um, Pee Wee Herman. I forget his name, but he played his parents in the original Batman Returns. Uh, he David did, Houston, and he reprised his role, which was really cool. And I don't think he did a bad job. I think that show was. Largely pretty successful, although the ending was such fucking shit. The last season was just terribly annoying. They did it horribly, horribly wrong.
0: True uh, story. We were it was, true story. We were in Disney World when Kyle watched the finale of Gotham, and he was pissed. I was there for that.
1: It was insane because it was the finale of Go- uh, Gotham, the finale of Game of Thrones, and uh, the ser- the series finale of Game of Thrones. So that's pretty serious. And it was Avengers Endgame. It was like. It was like a super nerdgasm week. It was crazy. I mean.
0: And we were wow. talking about Mr. Paul Rubens. That's who plays PB Herman. Paul
1: Rubens. That's right. That's very true. So, uh, yeah. I mean, again, you know, I think th- uh, there was a lot of good that that, that that show in particular did well. I mean, Cameron Monaghan playing Jerome, even though they didn't really go full Joker with him, and we didn't really understand why he was completely bald at the end um but yeah he was he was damn good as like a mark hamill type of joker so oh
0: he was excellent
1: it's kind of a shame that you won't get to see more of him as the joker because i feel like he's got the smile he's got the chin for it um i think he would have made a great you know uh you know movie joker of course i mean i think everybody kind of feels similar about that
0: Hopefully it's because he's too busy playing live action Cal Kestis and Kenobi or The Mandalorian season three or something like that.
1: He's gotta make his debut because that video game was too popular and, and now that it's it because it is canon, I I think they'd be really stupid not to make that. You know, it could easily be its own TV show. I mean people would eat eat it up unbelievably. I at wanna the, see it.
0: At the very least, I want Fallen Order too, so I'm on Fallen Order 2, and we we actually, um, it was in the most recent episode of Jedi Talk, yeah, I don't know if you had listened to the recent one, we came up with, we came up with a plot for Fallen Order 2, and it was basically Cal bringing um, Anakin's lightsaber to Obi-Wan Kenobi, because Kenobi, like, lost it along the way, um, which would completely fit in and be pretty badass, but that's a different story for another time. So, Warner Brothers, you know, with Penguin coming, the, what the Discovery CFO said, their deal with the Flash having a sequel already, and Joker 2 being in production, it's looking pretty fucking good for the future for for DC. I'm 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 just I'm being optimistic, and hopefully this Discovery merge makes things better for us Snyderverse fans. So, and one thing DC's been relatively good at are their video games. So Injustice 3 has been heavily rumored and seemingly coming. Um so the Injustice 3 video game name potentially leaked as Injustice 3 Gods Will Fall. So Kyle, do you think there's much more they can possibly do with these video games? I mean, I know the comics are huge and there's a lot of inspiration to pull from. But I I'd, I'd like them to change it up. Be a little bit more story driven in Injustice 3 instead of just making it like a fighter game just like the first two were.
1: Yeah, you know what? I that would be kind of cool to make it a different playing style. I also, you know, I thought the first two game, video games storylines were really, really good, and the second one I was kind of wondering like where are they going to go with this? But it was it actually turned out to be a really good story, with having Brainiac invade and having Supergirl come into the picture. Um, I thought it was it was really, really well done. Maybe the third one can be about. God, I don't remember the ending of it. I just remember you can kind of choose to either win or lose. And I feel like this, you know, canon story would be that, you know, you win. Superman is still locked up. If I'm remembering correctly, maybe this could be the redemption story for Superman. That's the only play I think they could really have with it.
0: Either that or he dies. I mean, hasn't he killed? <laughs> hasn't he killed a lot of people?
1: Yeah, I, and I forget, like, I think... In the first video game, and I don't think they did this in the comic book storyline. God, I've read that so long ago. I should go back and read that. But the first video game, I think they get another world Superman to come in to play, right?
0: Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: Oh, man. I wish they kind of would like remake that game because it came out a while ago, or at least like, you know, enhance it or something like that. I don't
0: know, you can you could stream it on like PS now. I was just messing around with it the other day
1: well if anything's great about that game is the voice casting because it's oh, largely, God, yeah. uh, you know the cast from justice league unlimited the animated series
0: absolutely and kevin conroy's back uh so we love it so Justice 3 i mean we'll take it and play it uh, you know i can't wait you know obviously hopefully it's a, an, another ps5 exclusive as all the video game exclusives have been coming this way so um, real quick, some Star Wars news before we break before our Titans and What If Talk. Um, Katie Sackoff, who is Bo Katan in The Mandalorian, and Bo Katan uh, voices Bo Katan in the animated series that she shows up in, teased unfinished business for season three. So just real quick, this is what I've been saying all along. It's all along. She wants the fucking Darksaber to rule Mandalore wherever the hell it's at. They're going to have to like this this is going to be the first half of the Mandalorian season three. I really do believe it's going to center around the Mandalorians. You know, unwillingness to battle Bo Katan um, for the right to rule Mandalorian, take the Darksaber. Because, lest we forget, you know, Din Djarin, our favorite Mandalorian, has the Darksaber, and that's pretty fucking badass. That thing has seen some shit. Darth Maul, you know, wielded, or I should say Maul's wielded it. Um, Sabine Wren's had it, you know, but Bo Katan's had it, you know, before. And you know, obviously, we saw Moff Gideon have it. Um, I'd love to know how he got that. God, I'd love to know how he got that. So anyway, uh, anything that you, Kyle, want to see particularly out of Mandalorian season three?
1: I, you know what? I don't think I think everything that they've done up to this point is is amazing. And especially with that last episode that we all know and love, which is and I think Brad talked about it as his favorite Star Wars scene in history. And, and rightfully yeah. So because. Even if you look at the OG, like Star Wars films, like it just. I, I don't know. It's just like when you have that sense of, you know, character history and and it's such a rich part of our culture, even like that nostalgia is just so overwhelming in that Luke Skywalker moment. So like, I, I just want more of of stuff like that. I think season two absolutely just, uh, you know, improved upon season one and season one was amazing. So I don't really have anything to suggest. I think I, I don't know as much as about star Wars as you do, but I, I just feel like, Hey, if it's, if Grogo's in it and Din Djarin is, is in it and they're doing fucking star Wars space stuff, like I'm going to be absolutely very happy. And not only that, I've heard that Gina Carano might return, which I think is fucking amazing.
0: Yep. I've, we talked about that rumor on Jedi talk too. Um, Yeah, they're there. That rumor is kind of strong that Gina Carano might be coming back, Um, not for season three. But the rumor I read is was it was for season four. Um, I think she's tied up with doing the things she's doing with like Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro. Um, She's tied up with that movie or series, whatever she's doing with them. Um, So I don't think she'd be able to come back and actually film season three when they're ready to go, because it sounds like they can start shooting literally any day now. Um, but season would makes sense. And John Favreau, really big fan of her and, and is pushing Disney to get her back. And this this was the short working working point that we really made. Like, Disney, what 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 wrong did Gina Carano really say? OK, and, and, and you ended up proving her point. And uh, did, did you not hire James Gunn back for saying absolutely much worse things that you ordered him out for?
1: I mean, it makes sense to me. Right. I mean, right. (laughs) So, um, but uh, I, you know, what? I like that. I mean, you know, people say some dumb shit on Twitter and all social media and, you know, they probably shouldn't. I mean, especially if you are in a position of power, like you better fucking watch what you say, because who knows how that's going to affect, you know, other people and your job as well but i don't feel like the the answer here is just to cancel them completely now if there are actions associated with it and some shit is just really bad that's things that people say but i don't think that's the same here i feel like the goal should not be to punish people but to teach them you know what i mean like and yeah. this is uh and if this is the way you know they got to be put in like facebook or twitter jail or like hollywood jail or whatever then <laughs> that's it's a lot better than losing them entirely because I just feel like that incenses people even more. And I don't care if this is getting a little political because I feel like it's just bullshit. I want to see Carr Dune back. So Yes. Advocate for-
0: Speaking of political, do you see the I, I sent you the open I did for our buddy Scott Ford's show today? I don't know how I could have, I, I couldn't have done any more perfect than that. And they waved at perfect time. That was that was incredible.
1: That that was that's gonna be his like he is, Scott Ford is a huge Star Wars fan. Like he loves Star Wars and Han Solo. Um, so I feel like th- th- he's never going to be able to top this intro for his show. So, I mean, that was that was the most perfect timing ever.
0: Yep. And just a preview for you, that the, those of you, I, I did a special intro for his show on Galaxy's Edge. And I'm not going to spoil it. You know, I want you to go watch it when the Scott Ford show releases with that open. So it's good. Regardless of where you lean, it's a good show. It's good to open your mind to to different ideals if you don't think one way. I subject myself to both sides or all sides, I should say all sides, because it's not just two sides; it's all sides of thinking. And you're like that's how you do your own fucking research, and that's how you open your mind to the way other people think and the and the way you see things. It's not you that fucking hard.
1: You know, I was thinking about this today as I was listening to the Metallica podcast about the blackout. man if you haven't heard of this, people, you should go out and listen to it.
0: Good podcast, very good.
1: One thing that seems like you know doesn't get too political is music and what I mean by is like you know every time I go to a concert when it's like you just feel like it doesn't matter what the person next to you believes you're just there you all believe the same thing this band is the greatest band in the world and especially like Metallica and, and I know James Hetfield talks about that too is like they don't care what background you're from and like you're all welcome here and I feel like that should be like the more what our country and, and it should be, go towards and I, and I believe in that stuff so and I feel the same way about uh, about our podcast for our three three 3.5 listeners out there. Is we don't care where you come from. You're all welcome here. If you like DC and Marvel and Star Wars stuff, you're absolutely welcome. And uh, you're free to disagree me, with me when I talk shit about Marvel. So <laughs> just yes, don't put sir. me in Facebook jail for
0: it. No, no. That, that'd be weak. Put him in Facebook jail. Um, unless you're Tim Marciano and you're doing it on purpose to you.
1: So. He did that uh, on my birthday one year. I said some. Sh- <laughs> I forgot what I said, but I said some shit. I uh, posted some shit on his Facebook, ripping on him, and or I think I, I said he looked like um he looked like a cave troll, and in a picture with him and his girlfriend at the time, and, and then his girlfriend <laughs> photoshopped a uh, a troll on his face, and then it just turned into this whole thing, and then I I feel like he. I don't know how he put me in jail because somehow he got me in jail, which is strange because it's almost impossible to put people in jail unless you're conservative. That is, um, oh, but uh, he put me in Facebook jail on on my birthday, so I didn't get to see all the wonderful birthday wishes, and that's like the worst thing in the world. Like you, you need to see your birthday wishes on Facebook.
0: Fucking attention whore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fuck him. That's what I'm. I'm going to say that right now. Fuck him.
0: Yeah. Hashtag fuck Timmy, Timmy M. Just like our hashtag fuck Kyle C that we started on Jedi Talk. Hashtag
1: Tim Marciano sucks on the drums. Ah, that's not true. That's not true, but I just want to say he sucks. All
0: right. So real quick, last bit of news before we break and talk about Titans and what if. Uh, Hayden Christensen, uh, a.k.a. Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars, wore a Kenobi production hat at a recent Comic-Con and a potential Inquisitor actor. I say Inquisitor because uh, Sun Kang said that his character wields a lightsaber and interacts and sees Darth Vader. So we know we're getting Darth Vader in Kenobi. Obviously, that's why Hayden Christensen is there. He's reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker uh, slash Darth Vader um anywhere the kenobi production hat that's his role seem to be wrapped up but i am excited to hear that vader's involved i mean we already knew but it's just exciting to hear that you know that on top of everything what we already knew um it's exciting to see hear about more lightsabers because it's going to get give us potential inquisitors and of course um more obi-wan and more anakin slash Darth vader interaction is what we're looking for so good stuff with kenobi um, good stuff with the news this week and um, that wraps up the news portion so stay tuned after this quick break and we'll be right back talking Titans and What If
1: Come on, Dad, we've got a long way to go You can't stay mad at me the whole time
0: Boy, if you were half as smart as you think you are you'd clean up your act
1: well, Maybe pulling pranks is the only thing I'm good at
0: At least you have something you're good at. I'm 38 years old driving a crappy car with a son who doesn't respect me, and I'm one Snickers pie away from losing my foot to diabetes. Mmm, Snickers pie. Welcome back into the fourth motherbox on the other side of this show on Batman Day, and happy Batman Day again to you and all of yours. I hope you're celebrating by sitting on top of a gargoyle and picking off criminals one by one, breaking their necks, not quite killing them, but sending them to the ER, home with a sixty thousand dollar hospital bill. Um, man, do you ever think about that? Those those the you know the real life bills that the the Batman you know those those criminals that he broke legs and arms and limbs of. Leading, leading them on the teeter of death, um, and when they finally made it to the hospital, like, and they got home, and and probably had to put their house into foreclosure because of those hospital bills. You know, fucking Batman, man. You don't think about the the real person who you hurt.
1: I mean, that's the price of justice, though.
0: All right, that's a that's a that's a fair point. I mean, he was trying to still steal things that weren't his, but. I digress. It is Batman Day, so happy Batman Day to everybody again. Um, let's talk some great comic book TV that we're getting right now, and that's both DC and Marvel is giving us some great things. Um, on the DC side, we have Titans. Um, third season, um, the best season thus far, uh, hands down. It could end right now, and I, it it would be the better of the two of the three seasons that's been put out. And then on the Marvel side of things, we have What If?, which are the branched timelines, realities where different things happen, just because of a different decision that's been made. Um, We had an excellent, and we talked about the Doctor Strange episode not that long ago. Uh, We had a a really good follow-up with the zombies episode. Um, So we're getting a lot of variations, different stories. So um, let's start with what if, actually. Let's start with what if, um, because I believe there's more to unpack with Titans. So uh, what if, are you caught up all the way with what if, Kyle?
1: Uh, Yes, I am. But before we talk about what if you mentioned that Hayden Christensen was wearing a Kenobi production hat. it just so happens. And we forgot to mention this, that uh, Tom Hardy was wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home production hat. Now, what is that about?
0: Good call. Good call. That is correct. Tom Hardy was wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home production hat. Um. Oh, my God, please let Venom be in Spider-Man No Way Home. That would be epic. And, you know, um, they're really doing a push with the no spoilers thing with Venom 2. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's something in Venom 2 that leaves the door wide open to Tom Holland's Spider-Man and Tom Hardy's Venom 2 clash. So... That's big. Uh, I, I I don't think Tom Hardy would just do that on purpose. Or I mean, actually, I'm sorry. I don't think he did that on accident. I, I, I think it was on purpose. To hopefully not to rile the fans up. But what do you think?
1: You know what? With all the movies that they are making of Spider-Man's villains, it would only make sense that they would merge this universe. Because maybe Sony and Marvel found a way to balance out You know, Spider Man, now they're going to bring in some of these iconic, uh, some of the greatest Marvel villains that they have to offer. And I feel like this is only going to make sense. And I would be really shocked if they don't do this. I can see this maybe in the movie where it doesn't feel like it's bloated, where, you know, Spider Man and Doctor Strange are fucking with the multiverse. And then maybe they keep popping in and out of multiverses because it's happened in like, you know, if you watch some of the Spider-Man animated Spider-Man TV shows, you see him pop in some of these. There's like a whole story arc in one of them where he pops in and out different you know, universes with different Spider-Man. So I could see him maybe popping into this universe, and maybe that leaves like a connection or uh, into you know the the Earth One or whatever Earth they their uh, you know Tom Holland Spider-Man is in. Yeah, and yeah. maybe you see like, because how does Doc Ock get there? Right. I mean, he obviously had to come from like a like a multiverse hole, black hole or something like that. Yeah. And uh, obviously Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Oh, my God. Even if it was just with them, too. That's going to be fucking insane. Wow. That ah, that might be like the highest grossing superhero movie of all time. It, it very well might be because I know everybody's just going to lose their shit. I know that they're going to do really well and carnage venom and spider-man my god we've been waiting for this for a long long time and i don't really count topher grace's venom as anything that wasn't really venom that was something else that was like turd venom
0: (laughs) uh that was like turd venom but we don't talk about that but yeah that's that's a great point i'm glad that you brought that up so we have to be on the lookout for that venom 2 is coming out very soon um, It's coming out the same day as the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. So we'll try to see it as soon as we can after that. But it's going to be a busy weekend. So, uh, but I am is- coming out. Or-
1: what day is that?
0: That's a Friday.
1: Um, what's the date, though?
0: For- oh, October 1st.
1: October 1st. Okay. Because I feel like they kept changing it and I wasn't sure.
0: Yeah. It, so it got bumped. It was supposed to be out already. It got bumped until, like, October 15th. And then they brought it up to October 1st. It was weird just really random
1: oh wow okay well i'm i'm glad is it gonna be like just theater like shang chi we actually didn't talk about that did you see that shang chi
0: i have not seen shang chi yet um but but you feel free feel free um i'm fine with spoilers and it's 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 been out uh you know long enough and i'm okay i i think i know a few things just by, and i I didn't go looking for him. i It just I got spoiled by a few things. So like I, I know, know. I, like I know who one of the cameos is. so
1: well, I'll break it down, and i'll I'll kind of like talk about you know the good parts about this movie. So like the movie starts off with Sima uh, Leo and Aquafina, you know their boyfriend and girlfriend. and that's a real life name, but I, I just I think they actually have really good chemistry in the film, so I think they did a really good job with casting them so I thought that was really good and you don't really I feel like you you never most Marvel fans probably never heard of Shang-Chi unless they're like really into the comics but there was no mention of him uh you know with any of the you know tv animated tv shows or anything like that so it starts off kind of slow but then it gets to this scene in the bus and this is where it really takes off because there's this whole fight scene that that ensues and um I would say that this movie really shined when it came to the fighting choreography. Oh my God, it was probably some of the best fighting choreography I've ever seen. I mean, if you just, for example, if you look at some of the CW's fighting choreography in the superhero shows, it is deplorable. I mean, I think Superman and Lois was good, but like, look at like, you know, air episodes of of The Flash. It's just like they're not even trying. But the fighting was so good. Like the choreography was so on point and it was really, really cool. I think um, I would also say that the cultural aspect was certainly there. It's good to see that, you know, bringing into the film kind of like they did with Black Panther. The cinematography was really good. Um, They there was a lot of uh, you know, there's like a major dragon fight at the end, which was really fucking cool i think one of my favorite characters was trevor slattery who was the original mandarin and he befriends this like i don't know if they ever gave him like an official like uh like his name is morris but it's like this fat animal thing with wings and it's like he's like they're best friends in the film and i found it just to be like so funny i i feel like i would want just a tv show based on them so that was really awesome I did feel like the movie dragged in certain parts because like there was just like, there was this awesome fight scene in the beginning and then I don't know if there was just kind of like too much like story building and like background building. And it just didn't, it didn't like, uh, I I feel like it just kind of like, you know, took away from the movie a bit. I also, I, I know Marvel like fans were talking about the villain, uh, when I, I forgot his name. Wen Wu, I think his name is specifically. It's sure Cheng's father, the real Mandarin. But I personally didn't find him like all that interesting or emotionally complex. I know, like, I'm going to get a lot of hate for that, but I felt like he was largely forgettable. I mean, he. I think the cool thing is, is they, they, uh, you know, he. They didn't really explain where he found these ten rings. And that's going to largely play into the future, because at the end with Captain, uh, you know, um, whatever the fuck her name is, uh, Captain Marvel, and you know, uh, Bruce Banner. uh, Are studying it and looking at it, and that's the cameo at the end. Sorry if you know that spoiled it for you, but and they're like, we don't know where this comes from, and you know, we have to explore this for the future. And so I think that's that's interesting. I think that'll be kind of cool to see. You know, where these rings came from.
0: Wait, was he was he was he Professor Hulk or or Bruce Banner?
1: No, he was Bruce Banner again. He still okay. had the arm sling and I, what I noticed is like on the other arm he had some sort of like like uh it was it was kinda of like this device on his wrist that was like lit up green. So maybe that kind of, you know, allows the Hulk to come in and out.
0: Um Interesting sort of like,
1: it, I'm sure it's it has something to do with She
0: Hulk. So
1: Probably. Huh. Yeah, and uh, Captain Marvel was just kind of said, look, I don't know what this is. I've never seen it before. So, you know, there there was that. But again, I think, you know, this movie was definitely a bit different than the Marvel formula. I mean, a, a, say the same in some ways. I kind of found it a little bit... I was a little bored with some parts of it. I think it, it was different because you never really seen... I, mean, I think that because of the kung fu aspect of it, and, and uh, because it was kind of like it operated like a Jackie Chan movie or a Bruce Lee movie, where there was a lot of that style of fighting, or you see the you know the martial arts style of fighting. Um, and and I've, I've said this before; I'm not into the kung fu type of movies, but this was this was interesting. And I think again, you know, a really good superhero movie, uh, I think, is successful when they cast you know, a good superhero and a good like villain. I I felt like they did a really good job with the casting in this film. So I, I definitely would look forward to, I would definitely see the second one coming out. Uh, you know, I'm sure they're gonna agree. If it's not greenlit, it's probably, it's definitely gonna be. So, and, and I think this, uh, I've watched a few videos and interviews of Seema Liu who plays Shang-Chi. I think he's a stand-up dude, so. So yeah, I would probably give it maybe like a eight out of 10. Okay. I mean, it's it's not really anything that you know is different than what you might expect, but I think the plot was a little bit far fetched in some areas. I mean, I know it's like a superhero world, but y- y- you know, it just kind of seemed like a little bit far fetched in some. Do you want me to kind of tell you why I think that's far? Far-fetched? Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. yeah go ahead. So,
1: so it, the story was a little convoluted because you know. It is like it's kind of it's kind of a lot to explain, but basically. Like. uh, The main villain Wen Wu is he's like grieving over his lost wife and like the rings, it's there's he starts hearing his wife's voice and she's like saying I am trapped behind this wall in this mythical village that very few people have ever been to before, and so. And it's had something to do with like this dark force behind this wall that could speak to him through the rings. So does it? Does this kind of seem like it's a bit of a stretch as I'm explaining it?
0: Yeah, from what I'm following, yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's that part. There's a little couple of inconsistencies, like where you know the father is like absent for Simulio's or um, Shang-Chi's life, and then he just sends men to come get his pendant that he's wearing, and they people almost kill him and then they bring him to wherever they're at uh you know wherever he's at and i think china somewhere um and then they're like sitting at a dinner table like having like a family time and i'm just like didn't weren't they just trying to he sends these men to try and kill his his son and daughter and and now like they're just like all cool i don't know it just there was a few things where i was just like this doesn't make any sense but again you know Maybe I'm a, being a bit nitpicky here. I, I think I would encourage anybody to see it. I think you know the, uh I would have liked to see more fighting and less, you know, um, dialogue and story uh, with this film. But you know it's it's kind of like it has that origin film. That's uh, the superhero origin film kind of like. Issue where sometimes they just it takes a while. It's like Batman Begins. You don't see Batman until you know, in the latter half of the film. And that's just because they have to kind of build that story up, which I get. So you'll probably see Shang-Chi 2 be a lot more fighting focused than, than more story. And that's what I would like to see anyway.
0: Okay. Okay. That's a, that's, that's a good review. Um, I'll still see it if I can make it, make the time. And obviously I'll see it eventually one way or another, but I'm glad I'm incredibly, incredibly glad that, um, this movie did well, because based on what, what we were saying a couple episodes ago, when these movies do well, that speaks volumes for the rest of the comic book movie universe. And that's DC included. So excellent. Brad, so
1: Brad might hate me for my comments because I know he talked about it on Jedi talk saying that he really, really loved it. And yeah, I mean, you know what? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Well, at least, Brad, we may not we may not agree on The Last Jedi. We may not agree on uh haunting of hill house or shang but at least we agree that the mandalorian and and luke's the luke skywalker scene at the end is fucking phenomenal it's like one of the best things that ever happened on tv in the history of forever so so we can agree on that and yeah you suck. and you even though you suck because you said i suck you you suck even harder so oh boy look
0: at those look look at those fired just those cannonballs, he's firing right back at you, Brad. Look out. You suck right back. Yeah.
1: Why would you get re- Tom to be a co-host on your show? Like that's like the worst thing you can do.
0: Because I'm the best part of Fourth Motherbox. And um not 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 only do I bring charisma to to the show, you know, which was which which was lacking ever since Evan joined. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke, Evan. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's just, it was right in front of his face. Undeniable. And it need a little, uh, injection of ginger.
1: No, that's like the, like the worst thing you can do. I, I just heard today that the bears, uh, you know, recruited a ginger quarterback and I'm like, it's apparent that they you just
0: listen. heard like Andy Dalton's been the quarterback of the bears for like months, Kyle.
1: Well, I don't you? watch, I don't watch football. This is what Joe said. So I,
0: I know you don't watch football. I mean, it's it's very evident that you you do not enjoy a, a manly sport of football. So that's okay. That's okay.
1: Uh huh.
0: That's okay. What it was is is Joe. Well, we all. Well, I mean, we all want Andy Dalton to not play. We all want Justin Fields to start because uh, he's the future and he's a much better option. And. Uh, Every time Andy Dalton fucks up, I feel like it's a it's a shot at redheads everywhere. So it's I just I don't want to see him do bad and feel bad to be a redhead. So I've already got enough shit going on. I got the sun every fucking day. I've got my lack of vitamin D. I have to take supplements and bullshit like that. And then I can't even take pain pills because I have a high tolerance to that shit too. It's tough being a ginger child. You should know. You should know.
1: You probably take mitol
0: too. I I don't take mitol, no. Um, but I, I, I appreciate the effort so
1: is that for uh, the sand in your vagina uh
0: no no there's we we haven't been to the beach yet in florida so um but we've been to disney a lot every fucking weekend i will tell you that you suck for it thank you at least you're finally coming out it'll be over a year um and you're finally back at disney
1: but yeah let's hope i don't uh, end up on any scooters or or uh you know, ruining the carousel of progress for anybody
0: this year. So <laughs> you're just going to step out of the tower of terror. <laughs> like, well, I'm done here. I'm like, how did you get the seatbelt open? And you just step out of the window.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because was, you
0: tripped so bad.
1: You know, when I think about that, and I'm like, it wasn't even like I was like running throughout Disney Springs. I was just walking and it just, my knee just decided to go. Poof. I'm like, how does that fucking happen? It,
0: one, one too many churros or something. I don't know.
1: I, it's like, yeah, I mean, if I had like 30 beignets, then, you know, at least it would been worth it, but shit. Anyway, we should talk about What If.
0: Yes, we should. Let's start there. I have not seen the most recent episode, but I'm fine talking about it. Uh, I'm going to watch it regardless, um, but I'm, I'm caught up through the Zombies episode. So, um, What If has given us some great stories? You know, it's we've seen the introduction of the MCU, the Marvel Zombies um with with a really good story uh, that we got. Uh, it was it was good follow- up to the best what if episode, which was the doctor Strange um, episode when he was trying to bring back his heart, essentially um, because he didn't lose his hands in in the crash. he lost the love of his life. And he did everything he could in his power. and eventually the one selfish decision that he made to turn around at an absolute point in time ended the universe that he lived in. And everybody else's life ended because of the one, grave decision he made and he stuck himself in a little hole and like a crystal ball to live with it the rest of his life and man is that a mind fuck when you sit back and think about it so anytime i think of what if i'm gonna think of this episode it's gonna be hard to top it for me this season but um how was the most recent one kyle
1: it was good um you know it was pretty consistent you know with the other other episodes i feel like this was a step in the right direction i think You know, with, uh, you know, compared to last week's zombie episode, I love the zombie episode and I'm definitely, you know, always for that. I feel like they rushed it a bit. I felt like that could have been like a two parter. Um, But anyway, it was still good. And this one, this was about Killmonger and Tony Stark. Um, So Killmonger saves Tony Stark from, you know, the, the, uh, the exploding missile. So he doesn't really become Iron Man. And Michael G, uh, Michael B. Jordan reprises his role as Killmonger, which is great to see. Um, it's unfortunate that RDJ didn't reprise his role, and that's that's the mo- my biggest frustration with this episode is that he didn't re- reprise his role because there, I mean I think the actor who who played him did a good job. It was pretty close, but it, there's just something about like that ruins a, ruins it up a, just a bit. But this was a good episode. There was, uh, you know, T'Challa was a part of it. He, you know, Killmonger kills both T'Challa and and Tony Stark in the episode. So it, you know, it was really. I think it was really well done. I mean, this is this is what you know a, a good villain is. I mean, I feel like this is a good formula for a good villain. You know, he's complicated or he's very complex. He's got some interesting motivations, and the way that it was done was really. Really cool, so it's definitely. Um, it was definitely a good episode. You see like you see more of Wakanda and, and uh, Okoye with was played by um, Danai Guerrera, She reprises her role, so yeah, you know, again, like the, all these episodes, with the exception of the first one, you know, and the first one wasn't that bad. It just was rehashed. I mean, other than that, I mean, these, this is a really good TV series. Like, I'm glad that they did this. This is really cool. This allows them to really kind of like take some risks and do whatever they want without really any ramifications because it's not, I mean, it's supposedly canon, but not really.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's canon. It's just different realities. It's, it's outside of our world and our world is the one that we've been watching for over the past 10, 11, 12 years. You know, these are different branch realities of things that have happened and are happening. And that's what we're learning about via the Watcher. This is by far the best thing that Marvel's TV has done this year. And that's better than WandaVision, better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier, better than Loki in my eyes. And, um, you know, yeah, absolutely. yeah, Yeah. What if what if is is on the top? Number two for me would actually be. Captain, and our, I always say that Falcon and the Winter Soldier would be number two for me. I I liked Falcon's character build in that series a lot better than I liked the lackluster flattening of Loki. And then WandaVision just, it was good, but the others were better in my opinion. But uh, another story for another time. Uh, what if it's just so good? Uh, it's just so good. And that was what, episode six that we just got? Is that right, Kyle?
1: That's right. It was episode okay. six.
0: And I believe we're getting either 10 or, or 10, 10 to 12. I don't know why I want to say 10 episodes. I know we're getting a season two of What If. So when the season ends, we are getting a second season. So that is the, that is promising.
1: That is good. They should keep that going. And I, and I wonder if they'll like add in some other people. Because I, I don't know what the rights are, but I feel like the when it comes to animation, it, it doesn't seem like there's any boundaries you know because like on disney plus you have the x-men shows you have the spider-man shows you know uh there's probably stuff with the fantastic four even and i know they just like acquired that but even spider-man i mean they have all like kind of like the spider-man i think they're missing like one or two spider-man shows but um it would be cool to like you know now that they own fox like i don't know throw hugh jackman in there Throw Ryan Reynolds Deadpool in there. I mean, that would be so cool to see, right? Yeah. But I think they announced the casting of everybody who's in it. And maybe this might be like a secret cameo or something. But, oh, man, that would be a real cool surprise to see that.
0: Ooh, it really would be. And I wonder if the closer that we get to, like, No Way Home, that how What If might be able to tie into it. But it's we're still far away from December. Um but just think, after No Way Home happens, what could happen? With, with what if? Like, who knows all these new characters we might be introduced to, especially when we get the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Um, that's going to be our portal, I assume, in wormholes to the people of like the Fantastic Four and X Men and all that stuff. So, what if? What if could legit be even more legit than it is now? Um, and in my eyes, it's it's rivaling Titans I, on, on the DC side. But there's these are. Two completely different TV shows, right? Titans is rated R. It's brutal. Uh, apparently, this past week um, was was big, big on the nudity for some reason. Um, but but um, it's it's raw. It's out there. Um, it's it's just you know it's DC at its best, and it's telling real stories about comic book you know l- heroes and luster and lore. And then what if is. You know, doing what it can with with, with PG thirteen, but giving us a good, entertaining product with characters that we've invested in already, with different stories, that refreshing stories that make it feel you know brand new again. Um, so we've talked about if so Titans, man. Um, are you you caught up through this past Thursday?
1: I am caught up.
0: Okay. Um, it's just man, for me, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm fanboying more and more of a Titans. I'm just loving it week after week. Um, and I won't get too spoilery about this most recent episode, but uh, some pretty big circumstances and repercussions like shit's shit's officially hit the fan. Like with what Scarecrow's done and what um, Starfire accidentally did at the end of that episode, shit has hit the fan. Um, Jason's kind of lost, it, it looks like, with his Red Hood stuff. Um, you know, the Titans are in disarray, Blackfire and... Uh Superboy, don't know what what to happen what's going on. Um, we saw Tim Drake in the beginning of this season. we We called him out um specifically after we watched the first episode. Um, he has come back, and um, he plays a little bit of a pivotal role, um, actually a pretty big role in this episode. Um, but before that, we're getting a lot of great stuff out of Jonathan Crane and Scarecrow and in the the actor's name is escaping me but i but i think the actor and please Kyle correct me if, if you know who it is um, the actor who's playing Jonathan Crane just a great a really good take on Scarecrow right now um you know still teasing us i'd still love to see the mask on you know we saw the mask it made an appearance in a couple episodes ago when they were showing Batman's vault along with the other great cameos um, other spectacular cameos like Scarface is Vincent doll and um Catwoman's whip and and I believe the uh, like the tech glasses that she wears and some other cool shit like that. Um, we, we've even had a, a uh, Mr. Freeze, you know, name drop in Titans. So it's it's doing the service of the Titans well. And I'm a big fan of how Dick Grayson is essentially turning into Bruce Wayne in front of our eyes. And it's like, I don't think he knows it. And I think the people around him are starting to notice that he's becoming more like Bruce, like a very young Bruce Wayne. And I I don't know. I love it. I love it. You know, I'm always big with more Batman. But if, you know, I've I've always liked the progression of the Robins becoming the Batman. So give us Dick Grayson as as I don't think I don't want him to don the, the cape and cowl. No, he has to stay as Nightwing. But I'm digging this this Bruce Wayne feel out of Dick Grayson
1: yeah yeah it's it's interesting and in some iterations in uh batman history you know dick grayson you know dons the dark knight's suit i don't think i don't think that's going to happen here i mean it would be it would be really cool i mean they did that whole thing in the first season where you you get to see like the police are chasing batman and everything like that but then it, it was just like such a, a lame payoff, but you, you get to see his suit, it, it, you know, him in the suit and like he kicked somebody and that, and that was kind of all it. did. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm always going to advocate for more Batman, but I, I don't, I'm not really thinking we're going to see it here. But yeah, this episode really, you know, again, like this is really, obviously, absolutely their best season. And last season was absolutely great too. I wonder where some of these other characters are, though. Like, you know, where is Raven? And are they going to bring back Wonder Girl Girl or Power Girl? What's her name? Wonder Gal? Wonder Girl? Wonder Gal. Wonder Gal. Okay. Donna Troy. Yeah. Donna Troy. And I wonder where they are. Because I I feel like that you need to bring her back. She was only in one season. Wonder Woman's huge right now. You don't want to, like killer off like you just don't do that so that'll be interesting to bring her in the fold I really want to see Scarecrow suited up and I agree with you this actor whatever his name is he's doing a really good job at at Scarecrow and I'm loving it I'm loving it I really want to see him suited up though I think we're going to see him probably at the end I hope he looks like the the iteration that we saw in Arkham Knight because I felt like that was the best looking version of Scarecrow I mean, his mask was mangled, and he had kind of like a hood on, and he was really like kind of freakish looking. Um, it was just so cool. I that that would be my hope uh, for it. Did and I don't remember in this episode, but Tim Drake, you know, got shot and yeah, and he was bleeding out pretty bad. He did he die?
0: No, no. Um, he didn't die. He was it was left up to. It looks like he's going to. Um, But the Titans are in the midst of of trying to save him.
1: You know, what was interesting is that, um, and maybe this was a flaw, but when he got shot, Superboy was with him and he, like, you know, uses his x ray vision to, like, kind of look at his, his organs and stuff like that. Yeah. Why didn't he just super speed him to the hospital?
0: Yeah. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like,
1: we called an ambulance and they're waiting. I'm like, why not just super speed him to the hospital? Like he could be there in like three seconds flat.
0: Plot points that you're not supposed to think of. I have no idea. I mean, well, I he could have it's... he could have given given him he could have freeze breath like the the wound closed or something and stop the bleeding too. I don't know. I mean, he's still he's still learning about his powers too and what he can and can't do.
1: But he at least can run fast. We've seen that. We
0: he have... runs like
1: a fish. So
0: is he? Has he flown yet?
1: No, I don't think so. He hasn't flown yet. Okay. It, you know, what I really want to see out of this show, I want to see Superman in there. Who would it be? I mean, they don't have to show him suited up or anything like that, but, um, you know, I mean, it would be it, kind of, it would be cool. Maybe here would be a perfect here would be a good pick. Uh, Tom Welling from Smallwell. That would yeah. be kind of cool. Because he's older now, and we never really got to see him suit up, which was a shame, and why they didn't do this in the CW, where they had the perfect fucking opportunity to do it. I'll never know. But, I mean, he is doing that. I think he is doing an animated show of his his character, so that'll be cool. I can't wait yeah, to we see haven't... that.
0: We haven't heard much more outside of that. Maybe we'll maybe we'll hear some more at DC fandom. That would be cool.
1: I could see that because they announced that a while ago. And you know, I think this is Smallville is like a cult following. Like people are really protective of that show. And I feel like I'm surprised that he's even doing this. I thought he would kind of wash his hands of it and he wanted to get away from it. But I mean, I, I know how I would be about it. Like if I was if people knew me for playing Batman, I would just say if if I was on my deathbed and somebody said you got one more movie to do, I'd be like, I'm going to do it so, and that would be it. Like if people like called me Bruce Wayne in my real life and I never got another movie role, I would be fine with it because I get to play the Dark Knight on the screen.
0: Fair enough. You'd be the shortest Dark Knight around, but well, I don't know. Christian Bale was 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 pretty down there, so.
1: Hey, hey Tom Cruise is like four foot five and they make him look huge on the screen, so <laughs> can be done.
0: I suppose it can be. But yeah, Titans is uh, it's just shaping up the season's so good. It's so good. I, I I beg you beg those of you who haven't haven't been watching to watch, pay attention, and to both Titans and What If. It, it's so good. You know i can't wait to get caught up on what if and i i look forward to wednesdays and thursdays now um because of this particularly of these releases it's it's good tv you know i, I like the model of once a week and and you know this is a nice appetizer to all the star wars stuff that's coming you know down the pipeline too and w- with everything else we're going to get more dc too we're getting or don't forget we're getting a peacemaker series in january um, yes we are yeah, based on based on the Suicide Squad, so absolutely looking forward to that because uh, Peacemaker was one of the characters I found it interesting in that movie. So, ooh, any more thoughts on Titans or what if, Kyle?
1: Um, no, no, not really, not really. I think we we covered a lot of ground with it already.
0: Awesome. So, all right. So, as we wrap it up today, we've got you coming out. Uh, October 13th to 18th, you're coming out here. Um, we're hitting up Disney Springs when you arrive. Then we're going to go to Hollywood Studios the next uh, that Thursday. Friday will just be kind of, you know, chill day. Um, maybe we can go look for gators on the uh, path that's by my place over here. Um, and then we're doing Jedi Talk, Fourth Mother Box that night. And then hitting up Magic Kingdom Saturday. And Sunday is when I was thinking um, if we can fit it in. And I think we absolutely can. But Universal, man, Hagrid's, you know, Velocicoaster, at least Islands of Adventure, at least.
1: Yeah, we're going to do that.
0: All right, sweet. Just we'll like
1: we'll do a bang bang and hit both parks.
0: Hell yeah, I'm totally down. Oh, I can't wait. Fourth Motherbox takes over the theme parks in Orlando. But thank you, everyone who have joined and lasted this long on the fourth mother box. You've been great. We've been the fourth mother box. And I let you know earlier, you can find us at fourth mother box on Instagram. Um, And that's where you'll find both of us. Thank you for listening. And Kyle, do your thing. Leave us with some words of wisdom today.
1: Well, being that my co-host along with his hosts on the Jedi talk podcast spent a good part of the last couple of episodes you know, explaining to the audience for, for those who listen to that podcast, how much I suck. I'm going to say that if you want to listen to three people that suck even harder, you should listen to the Jedi Talk podcast. Those those but really they,
0: weren't words of wisdom.
1: They were words of wisdom. I mean, these are pearls, absolute pearls that I'm giving now. Absolute out. pearls.
0: All right, all right I, I I appreciate. Hey, any 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 publicity is good is good pub, right? That's the way I see it. So, good words sure of wisdom. They,
1: I'm pretty sure they make out with each other after the show is done too. So that that's something that happens.
0: Be jealous that we're in person doing it. You know, if you move to Florida, we can all be in person and we can merge our podcasts together. It'd be one big super podcast. But it's, you're the one.
1: Yeah, the super super Jedi talk fourth mother box podcast. It's a mouthful. That's right.
0: We would break records, break so many records among podcast records, like those tens of dollars would be rolling in.
1: <laughs> hey, that $10 can buy a Mickey pretzel at Magic Kingdom.
0: It, I absolutely, it absolutely could. And I, I'm going to get one in your name because I'm going to be in the Magic Kingdom tomorrow morning for a little bit before football starts. So I'm going
1: to get, gonna get Joff- one in your name. Get a Joffrey's donut.
0: Actually, that sounds amazing to bring home and watch the Bears game with. Damn it, Kyle.
1: We're going to end it
0: there. We're going to end it there. I'm buying a I'm buying a Joffrey's donut. Thanks for listening everybody. <laughs>